Hey everybody, I am not doing uh, my normal, one of my normal episodes, I'm doing this on the phone, um, no real reason why, just didn't feel like going through uh, all the recording and editing and uh, adding of music and stuff like that, because I didn't have a lot to go over today, um, I have uh, a lot going on with taxes and work and you know a bunch of other stuff so you know is what it is i was reminded of because i was doing a couple of these episodes about italy i was reminded of some of the traveling that we did all mostly via car until we got to rome rome is all walking we we left our car at this um rental place and we just uh walked all over rome the rest of the time. Um, but when we were driving in different areas, of course, like I said before, we didn't know how to um, get to particular locations the correct way when using a GPS, which is to use the name of the actual state or the, the place that you're going to and not a numbered address. They have number addresses, but it, for some reason, the GPS does not work that way. Uh, it doesn't go by that. It goes by the name of the the uh, the place itself. So during the, the times of traveling and, and getting lost, we would find ourselves driving through areas that are no longer inhabited, which is pretty cool and a little creepy at the same time. We I remember going through this one entire village. It wasn't huge. But it was an entire village that was completely abandoned. And supposedly there's places like this all over Italy of just abandoned areas. Some having to do with uh, structural stability uh, because of earthquakes and locations uh, up in the hills and stuff like that. And others are just, I don't know, people left. Um, Places are so small and I guess just cut off from supplies and stuff like that and just took off so the government is taking some of these areas and and trying to find people that will turn them into villas or you know vacation spots resorts stuff like that which is you know Casa Cronacci uh, where we're going to be going in 2022 is one such place it's actually the guardhouse of the castle that's up the hill Um, and it was you know sectioned off and slated for uh, a tourism spot. So someplace where they can put a villa and the people that ended up buying it had to renovate it according to plans and architectural designs that were the originals. And now it's a hot spot for weddings and ceremonies and, and uh, vacation spots. So uh, the village that we found that we happened upon was was bigger than what you would want it to be for an abandoned area. But it didn't look that old as far as newly abandoned is, is kind of what it looked like. The architecture was, you know, from 1400s or so. But it was a ghost town. There was no one there. I remember seeing ghost towns in um, in Colorado. But they're touted that way. You know, these are old mining towns and stuff that 
um, are no longer inhabited and, you know, are now turned into tourist attractions. Uh, in this case, though, there, there is no tourism to this particular town that we, we passed through. And it was beautiful. It was a quaint little village um, with a church and some some buildings. It looks like what used to be shops. And, um, you know, I remember in that moment, first of all, it's, it, like I said, creepy. Uh, because, you know, you probably shouldn't be driving through it. I don't know how we ended up doing so. But at the same time, it's like, wow, wouldn't it be amazing to be the the person picked to turn this into some kind of resort and I know a lot goes into that as far as uh, renovating and stuff like that and it was cool the the place that the Casa Cornacci um, they had sinks and fixtures and stuff from all over Italy they actually would bring um, I remember looking at a couple of these sinks inside these little kitchenettes and they're stone um, and you can see the chisel, chisel marks and stuff like that and that, the particular sink that I'm talking about right now was actually brought from a dig site in Rome. So that would happen all the time in these restorations is they would bring pieces from other locations within Italy, places that cannot be inhabited anymore um places that are dug up and it's just little pieces are you know are salvaged and they relocate them to other locations and use them there so uh it was very interesting to see some of these pieces of work and to to think about going through that process in the midst of renovating an entire village to be able to use it as a villa or, you know, some kind of resort. It's mind-boggling to to think of that process and what would actually have to go into it. Because like I said before, you're not just dealing with the government, but you're also dealing with architects and art historians and all the a group of people where their, their main focus is to make sure that the process of rebuilding is to the specifications of the original design and the original architect and the original artists who were involved in the structure building itself. I don't know if that happens around America that much, but I'm just not, you know, privy to that. You know, I haven't looked that up. But when you walk in Rome and you see some of these shutters that are on the outsides of buildings and they look like a fresh coat of paint on, and to know that that fresh coat of paint is the same kind of paint, the same color exactly to what the original paint was back when it was first painted. That's amazing. It's amazing. So you can't do anything on the facade of a building without having that team of people come and scrutinize everything that you do to make sure that you are sticking to history. Yeah. The insides of buildings, I mean, you can decorate how you want to decorate, but if it's structural, if it's changing a room in a way that actually changes the footprint of it, you can't do that. You know, even some paints you can't use. You have to use specific 
colors and paints that are approved. It's interesting. So, you know, you have, if you want to do any remodeling of your house, you have to get permits and stuff like that. And it works the same way, except to a completely different level. You know, this is, I couldn't imagine trying to redo our bathroom and having to get not only an architect, but an art historian to tell me that the blue in my bathroom is the same blue that was there well, when is this house built? I don't know, 1965 or something like that. <laughs> that would be crazy. But it over there, I mean, you're you're looking. You, you go through these villages, you drive through, and you you're passing through centuries. You know, this is another time. These villages are older than the the founding of the United States. And some of the people that are listening to this are, you know, from countries like that. I understand that. That's fine. But when you're an American visiting one of these countries for the very first time, I mean, the oldest, I couldn't even tell you the oldest location I, that I stepped foot in. It had to be in the Roman Forum. Honestly. I have never been anywhere as old as that. As far as the structure goes, absolutely not. I can't even imagine, I can't even think about the oldest place that I've been to in the United States. That is a structural building. So, I don't know, it was crazy. And then you have, like, you go through that village, and then the next village over, or next town over, is a Ferrari manufacturing plant. You know? It's insane. You go from one century to centuries ahead of time where they build some of the most gorgeous cars in the world. And just a few miles back, you went through an abandoned 14th century village. I don't know. It was fun. But my wife wouldn't like some of the places that we went to because she has a hard time with... uh, going through, like, narrow passageways in a car or next to cliffs. I remember when we went to Colorado on our honeymoon. We went a couple years later after that, but uh, we were... She had never been to Colorado, and I had been a lot during my childhood, but this is the first time I actually got to go where I would be driving because last time I had been there before that, I was a teenager and not driving yet. And... We went up this mountain pass after we went to this zoo that was in the mountain, not far from this Will Rogers site. I don't know. It was it was a really neat zoo because it was cut into a mountain. The very first thing you do when you enter the zoo, after getting tickets, of course, is you go into this high little um, decked area where you feed giraffes. And there's, there's no extra tickets or anything. That's That's the first thing you do you go in they give you food or you can go into one of the machines and uh you know use a quarter to get some more food but they you get to go up there you wait in line but you walk up and then a giraffe the massive head comes over and with his long black tongue just grabs whatever you have in your hand and you feel the tongue and it's kind of like sandpaper it's really cool that was a lot of fun but anyway uh after we had completed the zoo just as we're leaving, it starts to hail. 
or starts starts to storm, or it looks like it's going to storm. I can't remember exactly because it's years ago. But we decided to drive further up the hill. I think I wanted to go and see if we could see this Will Rogers site because you can see from the zoo itself, it's all open air, open space, and you can see up the mountain, and there's this little, it looks like a, a little cave or something, and it's... Um, it's mapped as Will Rogers burial or something. I can't remember. I don't know if he's buried there. It was some kind of site for Will Rogers. And so we, we go up the mountain, and as we're going up, that's when, it's, that's, that's when it starts to storm. And we're going up this really winding road that's going through the mountain. It's dirt and gravel, and there is no edge on the right side. So... You go around these turns and somebody else is on that road, you better hang on because, you know, keep your wits about you. There's no going, you know, fast on these roads. And the thing is, you're going up these steep embankments and depending on your car, you got to go somewhat fast because otherwise you're going to stall. And my wife was terrified. Of course, she was in the passenger seat and uh, she got a better view of the cliffside than I did. So we're we're driving up this road, and every once in a while the car passes us, uh, going the opposite direction. And some people would fly down these roads. Uh, it, it, you know, with the rain and and whatever doesn't matter. I mean, I guess they're used to snow and stuff, and it's high up as we were. And we were very uncomfortable. And so, like, I don't know how far we were up, and we finally decided, okay, we're gonna turn around because this is ridiculous and it's kind of scary and. Now it's thundering. We don't want to be up here for this. So we turn around, and we're going down, and I remember now I get to see, like, how far down it is. And, you know, she was justified in her fear. But there were a couple times when a car was coming up around a corner, and you didn't see them, and they didn't see you, and you almost collide with them. And going down, obviously it's harder to, to stop. Um, but because of the way we're positioned going down, I mean, we're safer next to the, the wall of the mountain, but if you hit somebody coming around a corner they're flying off that hill and it's because of you. So that was, that, uh, that was unnerving. So my wife, I know that was a long winded explanation, but I don't think she would like some of the roads that we went through in Italy because of situations like that where... One, you're going through some creepy villages that are uninhabited. Who knows who's, you know, hanging out there. And some, you're going right in between two buildings. And it's so narrow that there's no way anything wider than a normal car is going to get through that. Um, thankfully, you're, all the cars that, you know, they let you drive um, as a tourist or whatever. The only cars that we could get were very tiny. So, you know, it's not like we had a Hummer or anything. We had a... Um, someone, uh, a Renault and it was very small but it, it's cool you can open up the windows and like stick a hand out each side and probably like tap the wall <laughs> the wall of each building <laughs> so that was fun we had, there was one villa we went to that upon entrance looked really cool but getting there was a disaster I mean it took half an hour from the nearest village 
of narrow roads. Some were could barely call roads because so potholed and and like this is going back in time when you go down this one of these roads and never paved. You go in, you know, in between houses with your car. And other than like the smell of mildew and, and some of the, the cottages, um, that it just wasn't an appealing sight. So, I mean, it had great views, except for the fact that it was on the day that we went incredibly foggy. So, you, like, <laughs> the woman that was taking us around, very sweet, she kept saying, Well, there's a big valley out there. And I'm like, Where? We'll pass the tennis court. I see the tennis court, but that's all I see because the fog was so thick. She's like, I know, you came on a bad day. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess so. But um, thankfully, we that wasn't, you know, the final location that we looked at. And Casa uh, Conacci was. And uh, look forward to going back to that thing or that place. So anyway, yeah, for some reason I was just reminded of that because no one knows, like, you can tell all about the cities and stuff like that, but getting to every location was a trek and it was um, exciting in its own right and just as beautiful, you know, I'm, you're seeing the countryside in some of these places and, you know, up in Tuscany it's very, uh, very hilly and very country-like and... You know, we got lost so many times. Every single day we were in Tuscany, we got lost at least once. And what a place to get lost, you know? I mean, we we went to one place we thought for sure, because the GPS led us there, um, was a villa. It looked exactly like a villa. And we had this, you know, we parked, and we're looking at this location from the car. We're like, I don't know if this is right. And then this grandmother comes out. And starts yelling something Italian at us. I'm like, oh, this is not the place. We just went five minutes down this road into someone's yard, into someone's uh, estate. So we had to get out and, you know, thankfully. Oh, actually, some police found us after that. <laughs> after that. Polizia. Um, we, we had no idea where we were going. We're trying to find this location. Which was another, it was a beautiful location, but it was, it was hard to get to. And this, we were like an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half late. This woman was so generous and she came just to show us the location because it was off season. And we had just trespassed on this, <laughs> this old lady's property. And maybe five minutes later, still finding this, trying to find this location, uh, this cop pulls us over. Because we're, we're we're backing out of this other road that we're, that's not the way, and um, he asks what, what we're doing, and we told him we're lost, and he gave us directions, but he had to go, and the directions were for us were meaningless; they meant nothing. But he, you know, he took off, and we were left to to search again, and the lady thankfully like met us down the road a few miles away, and we followed her. So that was good. Um, but on that same track to find that location, we went through this farm area. Um, this, <laughs> the instruction, the GPS led us through this field, basically. And it was barely a road. There were a couple uh, driveways, but it was a, a single lane. Um, 
to the right of us were a couple farms and to the left was a major field and it wasn't um a real road it was barely dirt it was mostly grass but yeah, it was it was so funny uh that was an, an adventure it was great we went to this town beautiful little town and the address brought us to this location um or the the GPS brought us here and it was this nice quaint little town where everyone was walking around and no there were no tourists there were absolutely no tourists in this spot everyone was looking at us funny like why are you driving through here and we had we were in that town for like 45 minutes trying to figure our way out of the town and where should, where <laughs> how do we get to the next location it was crazy um i loved it i loved all of that and then it was funny driving on the highways every once in a while because of the fog and stuff you know visibility was really really bad and a cop would would pull in front of you and basically slow you down to um a manageable speed where one, at one point we were basically crawling and for miles and then we find out it was because there was an accident and because of the the roads and the way they are every once in a while there's like a little um little break in on the shoulder where you can kind of pull in and stop for a minute but it was every few miles and um you know without that there's no way to in the foggy areas and the winding roads there's no way to see to be able to see uh something before you hit it so they it was interesting driving the roundabouts were amazing i love roundabouts those are so great you know avoiding lights at all costs and you know using roundabouts as a simplistic system and it worked and they were all over the place it was great I love driving in Italy. It was a lot of fun. You know, very entertaining. Never knew how fast you're supposed to be going. Some people would be going slower than dirt and then others would be flying at the, you know, speed of sound. Kind of like Florida. Either you you drive or or you just stop. So, it was interesting. I liked it. Anyway, that's it for today. I thought it was only going to be a few minutes and I'm looking now at the the stop clock and it's uh, almost 23 so might have another episode this week uh, just because this is so impromptu and I didn't want to take the time to record anything and go through the process of editing like I said at the beginning so we'll see what happens but until next time see you not see you <laughs>